Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, a.k.a. Triumvir Clio. Welcome back, everyone, near and far. We are up to book four of the Iliad. When we last left our heroes, it looked like the Trojan War might be over due to Menelaus winning his duel with Paris. Sort of, with Paris getting whisked off the field when Aphrodite saw that he was about to be killed. Book four begins with a scene change. We are now at a council of the gods. They've been drinking and watching the fighting down in Troy. Zeus, never being one to keep his foot out of his mouth, starts teasing Hera and Athena for standing by while Aphrodite saved Paris, going so far as to say that it looks like the city of Troy is going to survive the war. Athena, taking a page out of Achilles' book, responds by sulking. Hera, on the other hand, is never one not to rise to Zeus's bait, and they get into an argument. The spat is ultimately resolved when Hera offers up the cities of Argos, Sparta, and Mycenae in exchange for Zeus's assistance in destroying Troy. Aren't the gods grand? In order to get the one Trojan city destroyed, Zeus gets to destroy three Greek ones. Zeus sends Athena off to Troy, and we're back to the spot we left off at the end of book three. The Greeks and the Trojans are milling around, wondering what happens now that Menelaus has won the duel with Paris. Athena takes the guise of a Trojan soldier and infiltrates their ranks. She convinces Pandarus, a Trojan archer, that he will win fame and fortune if he shoots Menelaus. So he does. But Athena deflects the arrow, so Menelaus receives a mere flesh wound. Agamemnon freaks out because someone just shot his baby brother. Menelaus tells him that it's only a flesh wound, and the Hiller Macon is summoned to do his healing thing. But the larger damage has been done. Pandarus has broken the terms of the duel, so the war is back on. Agamemnon then walks through the assembled Greek troops, doing his version of Shakespeare's St. Crispin's Day speech. He gives particular praise to Idomeneus, Big Ajax, and Little Ajax. When he gets to Nestor, the oldest and wisest of the Greek captains, Agamemnon lets Nestor speak instead. Nestor, for his turn, gives his version of the once more into the breach, dear friends, speech. Agamemnon then gets to Odysseus, whom he teases for not being at the front of the charge. He also teases Diomedes and Sthenelos when he gets to them, because if you can't rouse the troops with a great speech, you bully them into fighting instead. And finally, in this epic about a war, after having read more than 100 pages, we get to a battle. And it is not pretty. We get details about specific killings. There is great detail about Big Ajax killing Simeosius, and equal detail about Odysseus killing Dem uh, Demacoon. We hear the names of a few more who are killed and who kill, but by the end of the book, we have just a heart-wrenching line. For on that day, many men of the Achaeans and Trojans, they sprawled in the dust, face downward, beside one another. And that is the image we are left with. The image of the unnamed number who have died. And since that's the end of book four, we'll take a break and be back shortly for the analysis of what we've read. Welcome back. There are two primary themes in book four that I want to cover here. The first is the role of the gods in this epic. You've probably noticed that there are almost 
two different stories going on. There's the earthly one with Paris and Helen and Agamemnon and Menelaus. But then there's the story about the gods who are removed from the earthly story and yet now and then intervene to direct the action. It's their own personal version of The Sims. But except for that intervention, in many ways we are closer to the gods than to the mortals. We are not on the battlefield either. We may not be able to direct the action, but we aren't a part of the action either. We too are merely viewers. The second theme is a recurrent one. Honor. Glory. How does Athena convince Pandarus to shoot Menelaus? Honor. Glory. What does Agamemnon tell the Greeks they will win in battle? Honor. Glory. So much so that the level of honor and glory they will receive is the primary focus of Agamemnon's conversation with Diomedes and Sthenelos. So much so that they argue about who will have more honor and glory, their fathers or themselves. And the descriptions of death we get at the end of the book, who are the men who die in glory? The ones whose names we remember. Not the mass of bodies at the very end. They died unknown. But those we remember, they are the ones who have been glorified. Obviously, there are more themes we can discuss over on the blog. As always, the link is in the show notes. We'll continue the Iliad next Wednesday, and on Monday we'll have a laugh with Aristophanes' clouds. Talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.